I got a jam-packed episode for you all today. Canelo Alvarez beats Triple G in the trilogy. And should Canelo Alvarez stay at 168? As well as will he ever actually fight David Benavidez? All that's going to be heard right here, right now. everybody hello again and welcome back to another episode of the watch report with me sean luke Wilkes. that's right make some noise clap it up get excited we are here we are alive we are ex we are ecstatic i'm losing my mind my goodness we had again one of the biggest fights of the year like i said at the top of the show just happened on sunday on yesterday canelo alvarez defeats Gennady Golovkin to retain the undisputed super middleweight title. And in a cap to the trilogy that, again, we've been waiting for for a number of years, it's finally happened. I'm going to give you my breakdown on all of that, as well as everything else that I stated at the intro to the show. But quick announcement, we're on Spotify now. That's right. We're on multi-platforms so that you can enjoy and listen wherever you are. So hit play uh, uh, on Podbean, Podbean and Spotify. So search The Watch Report on Podbean or on Spotify, as well as here on YouTube, and you can listen to it through through video form, you can see my beautiful face as well as you can listen to it in your car, on your job, wherever you are, on Podbean and Spotify. Just search the Watch Report and it'll be, again, my logo and you'll see it and you'll be able to enjoy every episode for your listening ears to titillate uh, uh, your audio um, faculties. I, I can't think of any more big words to say, but <laughs> to make to make it more grandiose but again listen enjoy and please if you're on you if you're watching this on youtube hit the like on the video subscribe to the channel share the video with everybody that you can and comment on your thoughts and opinions but we're gonna jump right into it because right now it is time to step into the ring that's right ring the bell and let's get it started right now with the again biggest topic canelo alvarez retaining his title against Gennady golovkin in their cap to the trilogy now for how this fight went down, again, I was wrong. I caught my my whole thing with me saying that that Gennady Golovkin was going to get knocked out in the eighth round or later. Nope, absolutely wrong. Utterly ridiculous that I said that. I I, I completely overlooked the fact that Gennady Golovkin is Gennady Golovkin. I thought that the last thing that was going to go was his power, not just his chin, but doggone it, the brother stayed up the entire time, did not once go down. Now, I will say that he did get rocked a couple times, he could call with some clean shots, but he did not go down. So I was wrong in terms of him getting knocked out, but even still, I was right in terms of Canelo Alvarez winning. And I was also right in what I thought was going to, going to happen happen which is we're gonna finally see or or because of Gennady Golovkin's age catching up to him we finally got a clear and present discrepancy between the skill levels of Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin at this stage in their careers again Gennady Golovkin is still a great fighter but with this fight again Canelo was in his prime is in his in his prime Gennady Golovkin coming out of his prime just did not have what he needed to really get over the hump and finally show, hey, those first, that, that draw and that loss were actually a fluke. Now, it's still debatable as to whether or not those were, those should have been gifted, not gifted. Those should have been earned wins by Triple G. But despite that, facts are the way they are. Trilogy's over. They hugged out, shook hands. All that stuff, much love to each other, which is, again, cool. Great fight, the worst of the three, but still, hey, we got to see two all-time great fighters duke it out three times, which is something we don't see often, especially in the modern-day boxing. So, hey, I'm glad I got to see it, and I was happy that I saw it. But now, specifically for what went down, Canelo just dominated. This man out the gate said he was going to try to knock out Gennady Golovkin come round one. And he did just that. But again, Gennady Golovkin is Triple G. He's not going down easy. So he didn't go down. 
it was more so of a filling out process in round one, but well, filling out process for Triple G and a, again, all-out assault by Canelo. And that same all-out assault went through every single round up until rounds eight and nine. That's about when we saw Gennady Golovkin finally get his motor running, start to throw caution to the wind, and legitimately throw some shots and actually start the fight. See, it was a one-sided beatdown up until rounds about eight. And then after that, that's when the fight actually started. That's when the competitive nature of this whole bout started coming to fruition. Let's face it, Golovkin could not find a hole to open up his vaunted jab. Again, one of the best jabs in all divisions, not just in the middleweight or super middleweight division. So he was a... Took him until round eight to start to get comfortable. Canelo just poured it on him. Didn't allow him. What did I say? What I said happened, happened exactly like I thought was going to happen. If Canelo Alvarez kept Gennady Golovkin on the back foot and made it so that, again, it's not that Gennady can't fight on the back foot, but the fact that he's not comfortable fighting on the back foot. And Canelo, using his speed, using his, again, now, you know, better power, especially at the super middleweight division, and, and using aggression and constant pressure was going to make it so that Triple G would not be able to find his footing. In fact, he lost his footing due to the aggression of Canelo a couple times in that fight, literally slipping in the fight because of the constant pressure by Canelo and him trying to evade. It's, it happened just like that. You saw Gennady Golovkin trying to hesitate. Hesitant. My goodness. Triple G was hesitant to throw anything because of the pure aggression by Canelo Alvarez and the fear of getting countered by the speed of Canelo, which with how he was, again, those heat-seeking missiles of shots, it would it just do just too much and, and too, 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 too chaotic for Gennady Golovkin to be comfortable to say, okay, yeah, I can throw. It was not for the almost the entire fight up until rounds eight. It was Gennady was throwing you know haphazard jabs, just just you know light stuff to try to see. Okay, is there any opening? It wasn't until that Gennady Triple G threw caution to the wind and said, "You know what? If I get knocked out, I get knocked out. So be it. But I'm gonna throw some offense." That's when he actually started finding some ground in the fight too little too late but even still he was finding ground now granted understand there could be understand this that it was that he was trying to get canelo to get tired and then put on the offensive output later on in the fight after round seven to see to look for the knockout or a couple of knockdowns to earn himself a victory near the end of the fight that's what it, that, that, again, that's what he was looking to have. And granted, it almost worked in the eyes of the judges. Because you two judges had it 15 to 13. It's, it's essentially a one-round difference by the end of the fight. Now, whoever those judges were, first and foremost, how dare you? What, you, what fight were you watching? That was utterly ridiculous. Those judges were absolutely Horrendous, who had it close. It was not close. It was not close. It was not that close. It was not one round apart, roughly. No, it was not that close at all. Gennady Golovkin in no way, shape, or form won more than three rounds. That's it. I had it 11 to 1. I had him only winning one round, and that was the ninth. That was after he, again, caught Canelo with a left. Caught him with a counter left. I can't remember if it was a jab or a hook. But caught him with a counter left. Canelo got rocked legitimately. He was rocked. We saw him stumble. And we saw him become defensive. He got caught in that eighth, not, not eighth, in that ninth round. And was on the defensive for the, with the rest of that round. With Gennady Golovkin opening up and looking like the Triple G of old. 
And and at that point in time, after round nine, that's when the fights looked like the previous two in the trilogy. The Latin rounds nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. Those are the rounds that looked like the Triple G versus Canelo one and Triple G versus Canelo two. That's that's the trilogy that we thought we were gonna get in this fight. But it only came after round nine. Which again is it, it, just the nature of the beast. It's how the cookie crumbled. You just couldn't find any footing up until round nine. But that's when we got the actual fight. And who knows if Triple G had actually had that same level of aggression or caution to the win and, and, and not having the fear of throwing, saying, okay, I can't find an opening, so I'm going to make my own opening by throwing in volume. Every time Canelo ends his combinations, I'm going to start mine immediately. Because that might have been, because the way the judges were scoring it, if he had fought like that, and let's say he had one, even two rounds in the er, in, in early on in the fight, or at least made it a lot closer of a toss-up with the way the judges were scoring, this brother could have drawn or very well may have won the fight with the way that the judges were scoring. Again, I didn't think he won the fight at all. But the way they were scoring it, he could have gotten away with, with actually coming out the victor if he had been more aggressive early on in the fight rather than waiting until rounds about eight to really get, you know, his offense going. And so now we're looking at a situation where we could have seen this, again, still a good fight. Could have been better if he opened up a lot more. But Triple G, he lost. He did lose. And in losing, he looked old. He really looked out of sorts. Now, again, that could be because of inactivity. Again, Canelo's fought, what, six times? I believe every time it's against a champion. And and and, and uh, uh, since their last fight against each other, Triple G has only fought four times. And, you know, long hiatuses between those fights. So, hey. That could have contributed to what we saw in Gennady Golovkin. It could have. It very well, it very well may have contributed to what we saw in, in Triple G. He, Canelo's been more active. Triple G, again, older and not as much activity. May you know he may need to get in the ring a lot more to fully get back to that. You know, uh, uh, I'm not gonna say prime, but that whole situation of. Okay, I'm I'm back in the groove fully. Now, I'm 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 fully there. I'm fully in the mode of everything's at hundred percent, or at least as high as it can go. But at the same time, even with that, you saw the age become apparent. You saw the the, the big discretion in speed. You saw. The, the the hesitancy. You saw the look of a fighter who many would say hey, maybe it's starting to be time to look at retirement. Now, a preference that was saying he's still champion. He's still champion at middleweight. He may have lost the undisputed title at super middleweight. He's still champion at middleweight. Still got the one of the highest knockout ratios of any middleweight in boxing history. The brother is still Triple G. Whether we whether you want to admit it or not, he's still diminished. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Yes, he's diminished, but he's still Triple G. So we can look for him when he gets. Now it could be that when he gets goes back down to one sixty. Because he did move up to 168 for, the, for this fight. If he moves back down to 160, gets back lean, and fights more often, or fights soon after this fight, we can very well see, okay, Triple G's back to prime form. Very well, maybe so. Get that ring rust off, or the residue of ring rust that we saw in this fight. Get, a, get out of the hesitancy to throw the jab. 
the 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 the, the amped up aggression for uh, earlier on. You still got the chin on top of all the experience that you have at age forty at being, you know, a champion for a number of years, reigning over the middleweight division. We very well could make could see him once he fights some more. Get back to, okay, yeah, this is the Canelo that we remember. But right now, we have to look at it and say, the question is right to loom over whether or not we should start saying that Triple G should look at retirement. Triple G should look at, you know, maybe not trying to continue this outset. But again, he himself said that he has a lot more in him. He said in the post-fight, he's still middleweight champ. And he said that he's still looking to run the division. Perfectly fine. I still want to see him in the fight. I know that for a fact. I want to see him continue to fight. Because, again, if if this if the last four rounds of this fight are him getting the rust off and fully getting back into Triple G form, and he's going to continue fighting at that level, yeah, absolutely I want to see him fight. Absolutely. A a a a fresh act more active triple G is the triple G I want to see. That's the triple G I want to see. We could very well see him, you know, elevate and say, oh shoot. Uh, may, may, maybe that triple G that we saw wasn't the best version. Maybe we do need to run him back again for a fourth fight. Because now he's back comfortable, back active. And whatever, whatever we saw in those earlier rounds potentially could be contributed just to ring rust. And now he's he's at this form, running through the middleweight division like he used to. We could very well see that happen. We could. We very well could. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I would like to see it happen. I think Triple G has the ability to have one last, you know, on top of the world type run where he's, you know, knocking people out left, right, and center and not getting in trouble. Not having a fight like the Murata fight or like early on in the, in, 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 in the Canelo fight. Once he gets the, the 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 ball rolling a lot more and fights more, instead of having the long layoffs, we could very well see. Oh, okay, this is the Triple G that we remember. Because you have to understand one of the things and one of the points that I believe was it was Sean Porter uh, in the post fight interview or post fight um, talk on the zone. Somebody said it on that panel. Either one of the two one of the two women. Or Sean Porter said it. Or maybe nobody said it. <laughs> but Triple G was saving himself. To a degree, he was saving himself for Canelo in the trilogy fight. He was saving his body for this very moment. He wanted, he didn't fight as much, could be contributed to the fact that he wanted to have his body poised and ready to be able to have the ability and enough in the tank in terms of mileage to fight Canelo. That very well may have been the case. And that could have hurt him. Him not fighting as much, him trying to save his body, save his, his the, the, the last of his prowess for Canelo. But that might have hurt him. And it might have been that he was better off consistently fighting. Because again, not fighting a lot. We saw the a lot of rust in the Marauder fight. A boxer that, while good, I don't think should have given him the type of work that he did. But he did irregardless. And he made us question Triple G fighting Canelo in the first place for a third time because of that perceived uh, 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 deg severe 
degradation in his skill set. Still took him out, but there were there were questions that shouldn't have been, that should not have been needed to be asked when we watched him fight against Murata. And that could have been due to inactivity. Canelo's fight now, yesterday, still could be due to inactivity. But all of that is just speculation. The fact of the matter is he lost. He looked older. He looked like he's, yes, he's out of his prime. And he looked like the, 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 the bell is getting ready to toll on his career. Not saying it will. I want to see him fight again, but the, it's looking like the bell is getting ready to toll. In terms of Triple G being able to stay at the upper echelon of the divisions. And as a fighter actively. Legacy-wise, it's set in stone. We don't worry about that because he is what he is. He's one of the greatest middleweights in boxing history. He is one of the greatest uh, knockout artists in middleweight history. He has one of the greatest chins that boxing has ever seen. All of that is, is, is cemented. And we don't have to worry about anything happening with that aspect of his career. His greatness is set. And there's nothing else that needs to be questioned. If he retired today, he would go into the Hall of Fame. He will retire as one of the great middleweights of any boxing era. Where you want to rank him, that's up to you. But the point still stands. He is an all-time great. If he loses when he goes back down to middleweight, that's when I'm going to say, okay, yeah, he needs to call it quits. That's when I'm going to say it's it's about time to be up. That's what I would say. Once he loses the middleweight title, if he loses the middleweight title, I'm going to look at Gennady Golovkin and say, okay, it is time to wrap it up. It is time to wrap it up. I'm not, I'm not sure he can pull a Bernard Hopkins and just reign till he's like 46, 48, 62, however the world, however old Bernard Hopkins was when he had the title. <laughs> I, I don't think he can do that. I just don't think he can do that because of the way that he fights. The way that he fights relies on his head and his chin a lot when it comes to defense. Now, he's got one of the greatest chins ever. He's not a bad defensive fighter, but it's not one of his strong suits. So because of that, that coupled with his age, coupled with his fighting style, it makes me question how long he can really go to where I don't have to worry about him and his health later on in his career. It really does. And if he goes back down to 160, and loses the middleweight title, then I'm going to say, okay, it's looking like time to hang up. It really is. Because yes, power is the last thing to go, absolutely. And normally I don't say that somebody is, oh yeah, just end it due to age. And especially in today, we've seen too many instances of boxers being able to still be on top and just athletes in general still be on top while at an age where it just should not be feasible. It just shouldn't. Ray Allen was still producing in the in the basketball world when he was like at an age where okay, yeah, normally anybody should just go. He was a keep to a championship team. LeBron, perfect example, still being successful and top five player in the entire world at age what 38 39 on 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 the he's getting ready to get get to 40 and he's still playing at a top five caliber level average 30 in the NBA last season On a team that couldn't do nothing. Carried the offensive load. 
and was shooting great from three. Was at, again put up thirty great percentages across the board. Of course, field goals uh, or not field goals, free throws, and you know he's never been a great free throw shooter. But outside of that, his offensive game was elite. He had his one of his best offensive seasons at like thirty eight. It's it stupid. Tom Brady, another player in, in, in the NFL. He's going and he's still dominating. Won a championship, retired, came back. It, it, like, like it doesn't make any sense. Or rather, won a championship, played another season, was an MVP caliber player. Some argue he should have won it over Aaron Rodgers, retired, came back. And is now on the hunt for another championship. Oh, by the way, I believe he threw for 5,000 yards. At 40-something. It's inconceivable. 23 years in the NFL. Manny Pacquiao in boxing. Up until the Ugas fight, it was a question of, can this man make it to Spence? L. Spence Jr. And, 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 good gosh, he might have a shot at beating him. And mind you, this was Pacquiao when, at all, by all accounts, it seems like he should have been, somebody should have beat him. But he beat Adrian Broner. Then he beat Keith one time Thurman. And then he went to get, it's, it's, it was like, it was like, it was like a run that just seemingly, Every time we thought, okay, this is it, it just kept on going. And like with Pacquiao, it's going to be, you're going to see clearly when Gennady Golovkin's time is done. It's going to be clear and present. Against Canelo, it was more so Canelo just came out uber aggressively. And Gennady Golovkin, while age was a factor, just could not find a way to get around that speed of Canelo on top of the aggression up until he just threw caution to the wind. Then when he did that, what happened? We started to see the Gennady of old, like in the first two fights with Canelo. And then action really picked up. So that was more so just adapting the scheme more so than it was age. Cause when we saw once he got his rhythm going and once he got into his bag as an offensive fighter, Oh, he made it close. Again, he rocked Canelo. Didn't make it close, excuse me. But in terms of, of like having Canelo in trouble, he did have him in trouble for a round and was for the rest of the fight after round nine, was it was hotly contested. Still a blowout by Canelo in terms of the overall end of the card, at least by my account. But in terms of those last three they were, that was worth, that was worthy of a trilogy. Excuse me, those last four rounds, those were worthy of trilogies. That was when, oh, okay, he's turned back the clock. Okay, you see, it's still there. And his ability to get through Canelo's defense, hurt him, tag him with his jab, throw out his jab more, utilize, again, one of the great, greatest weapons in all of boxing, a triple G power jab. Throw combinations back Canelo up. He showed all of that later on in the fight, but that was after he changed his game plan. With the going forward, however, you need to look for whether or not we see the severe drop-off and not Canelo's, and Triple G's physical ability to do the things that he wants to do in the ring. Because Pacquiao is the most recent showing of when your body gives out, you don't know when it's coming. But when it does come, it's just going to jump all on you. It's going to jump all over you. Pacquiao threw 800 punches in that fight against Ugas in his last fight. However, there was no power. It almost seemed like he was struggling. He couldn't jump around the ring, wasn't using any, couldn't really use his feet. 
essentially turned into a standing bang fighter against Ugas and just literally threw the kitchen sink at him to try to get anything through. Valiant effort was a good fight. Don't get it twisted. But still, you saw the, okay, it's, it's time to go. You saw the sign. You saw the clear sign in that fight as to, okay, yeah, this, this is most likely going to be his last fight. And we could see that same thing with Triple G. That same thing with Triple G come his fight at middleweight when he goes to defend the title. We could. Now, it could do the thing where he elongates his career by consistently winning and turning back the clock. I think that's going to happen due to him being more active and being more poised to fight more often in the year. But if he keeps up the same thing of long inactivity and then only a couple fights, I think we're going to see it. Now, again, he knows his body better than me. I get that. But I can only go off of history. I can only go off of history. And with history, most recently it's shown that when it when the time comes, it's going to come. And everybody's body is different. But the best way to keep your body from, from getting out or, or just completely dropping off as quickly may be for Triple G to go and fight more often. Have a more regimented and regulated, consistent fight schedule at middleweight. Instead of having his body long layoffs, and then, okay, now I got to get back into the ring. I'm sure that he's training year-round. I'm sure of that. But again, it's Gennady Golovkin. He's got a work ethic. We know who he is and what he's about. He's about winning. and He loves the sport. But even still, just keeping in shape, constantly doing what you're supposed to do versus prepping for a fight are two completely different things. They are. They are. And so if you're older like Triple G, and at this stage in his career, maybe it's best that he has the more regimented type of approach to trying to fight more often. Now that he doesn't worry about, doesn't have to worry about, okay, I got my Canelo fight. I was able to get the third one. Now I can throw caution to the wind and I can I can ramp up my how many times I fight. That may be better for him. Because these long layoffs, like he's been doing, may hurt him in the long run. Could very well hurt him in the long run. But I still want to see him fight. Don't get it twisted. I do still want to see Triple G fight again. I don't think he should retire yet. But depending on, I'm going to be watching every fight of his from this point on very closely. Because I'm looking for when it's going to be time. Because more likely than not, I'm going to see it. And you're going to see it too. Just like we saw with Pacquiao. You're going to catch it when it says it's time to go. I don't. I hope it's not soon. Because I love watching Triple G fight. But it could very well be soon. So just have, keep a keep keep your eye out. Just keep your eye out. That's all. Just keep your eye out. Again, moving on to the next topic of the day. For Canelo Alvarez being at one sixty eight, is this his best weight class? Is this where he thrives as a boxer? Now, before I continue, please leave a like on the video, comment your thoughts and opinions, and subscribe to the channel. Share this with everybody that you know. Again, share it to this very moment so they can get in on the action, on the topic. And, hey, let's build this community. Let's make it grand. But is 168 Canelo Alvarez's best weight in the division? Is this where he thrives? And I would say yes, but. And the reason why I say but is that, again, like I said in the past, like I said on the previous video, uh, leading on, uh, predicting this whole fight between Triple G and Canelo, I said that if Canelo keeps moving up and down in weight like this, I don't think his body's going to take it. I don't think his body's going to be able to handle it. 
like he thinks he's going to be able to handle it for the long term. For the long term. Now, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Absolutely, I could be wrong. But I also could be right. Hope I'm wrong, but I could be right. Again, I brought up Roy Jones Jr. Moving up, moving down, boom, was never the same fighter. Never the same fighter. And he was a fighter of that generation. He was the best boxer of that time. And once he moved down, after he came down from heavyweight, again, doing, doing, winning the middleweight and heavyweight, first time since Bob Finn Simmons, never been done before since that time, like, like over 90, 100-something years ago, I forget, it was dumb long. Once he won and came back down to middle, never the same. Again, knocked out by Antonio Tarver. And then knocked out again. Like he was never the same fighter. If Canelo Alvarez stays at 168, I would love it. Two reasons. First reason is the fact that Canelo Alvarez, for me, if he stays at 168, has all of the abilities at their highest. The only thing that may need to work is his stamina. But I think he can adjust to that and be fully, like, at his peak peak in terms of stamina for all 12 rounds at 116. I think he can do that. But outside of that, from power to elusiveness to, again, footwork, speed, combination punching, being able to keep up high aggression, as well as his ability to take punches, again, outside of Triple G, who stunned him with the left, because Triple G's Triple G. I think this is where Canelo Alvarez best works. I really do. The combination of everything he is as a fighter with almost no compromises except for stamina. And again, I think that's just because if he fights more in this weight class, he'll be better for it. But this is the limit that his body, in my estimation, can take and produce at a high level. If he goes and tries to go and fight Bivol again, like he says that he wants to, I think he's going to run into the same issue where he's going to get tired. He can say what he wants about that fight. He can say what he wants. But, point still stands. Excuse me, I apologize. I apologize. I meant to say, between 160 and 168 is where he had, is where he's at his best. Middleweight and super middleweight. That's where he's at his best. We apologize. Middleweight and super middleweight is where Canelo Alvarez is at his best. He has everything in front of him. The max that he can fight comfortably that I would want him to stay at is 168. Let me make that perfectly clear. 160 to 168 stays within that range. Phenomenal. If he goes beyond that range, that's when stuff is a problem. Now, like I said, like I was saying, when he, if he goes and fights Bevo, it's going to be, I think, the same situation. Because his body can't handle that much or that acceleration. Not acceleration. That added on muscle mass and do everything that he needs to do to win against B-Ball at a high level. He just can't. Again, he was relegated to not moving his head as much, but more so trying to block everything by B-Ball. Willing to go on the ropes and take punishment. Not necessarily saying that he was hurt, but didn't have the energy. If he wanted to keep on throwing big shots, didn't have, wouldn't have the energy to do that and use head movement and use his elite defense to the fullest capacity at that weight. He just can't. It's just not healthy for him to do. I get that he wants to push himself, and I want to see him succeed and push himself. But at the same time, I got to be realistic. I don't think that he can handle fighting at 175 or fighting at light heavyweight, fighting against Bevo. I don't think he can do it. I really don't think he can do it. 
because of the fact that in in the fight with Triple G, he was a completely different fighter than he was against Bebo. More active, more aggressive. Not only was he throwing combinations, but he was doing, he was throwing combos while moving forward. So he would land a shot, come forward, and then as an opponent backed up, Canelo kept throwing. It wasn't just when it wasn't just when an opponent was stationary, like with Bivol, when Bivol got on the ropes and used again his phenomenal defense to block Canelo Alvarez's onslaught. It wasn't just on the ropes; it was in the middle of the ring when Triple G backed up or backed up and used his block. Canelo kept coming forward and kept throwing. It wasn't just one shot, pot shots. It wasn't. Canelo was able to stalk. Canelo was able to move. He was able to close the gap quickly. All of his punches had snapped. Didn't really lose any steam up until like round, what, eight? Slightly lost steam in round and still just kept going. Still just kept throwing. It wasn't until like round 10 when I started to see, oh, okay, Canelo's starting to get tired because he's kept up this uber-aggressive style for nearly the entire fight. And even then, that's understandable. That you, you lose, And even after he lost a little bit of steam on his stamina, guess what? He was still able to keep up a relatively high-octane pace and trade with Triple G when Triple G was trading back consistently. He can't do that at 175. When B-Wall was throwing, Canelo wasn't throwing back. He just took it. And then when he did throw, it was big shots unless he was in the corner or unless he was on the ropes. In terms of when B-Wall was on the ropes. That's it. Looked like nothing like the Canelo that we saw in this fight, at least in my estimation. This Canelo is the Canelo that can be viewed at as the best in the world outside of Terrence Crawford. This Canelo can be viewed at as in the conversation for the best in the world top two. This is the Canelo that we vaunt as the unstoppable uh, 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 king of boxing. This version of Canelo is that guy. He is. It's just the truth. And everybody knows it. I would like to see Canelo reign at 168 instead of trying to move up and down. Because one, I like to see a long reigning champion. I like to see somebody who's going to go clean out divisions. I like seeing that. I love seeing that. And if he wants to be considered if he wants to usurp Julio Cesar Chavez as the greatest Mexican boxer in history, he's got to clean out everybody. And in order to do that, he's got to fight Mexican fighters, specifically David Benavidez. And in fighting David Benavidez, it becomes a question of if. Which is actually one the, the the next topic of the day. I believe it's gonna be the last topic of the, of the show. Canelo Alvarez said in the post fight press conference, "We've known this for a number of years. Little backstory: known this for a number of years that Canelo does not fight Mexican fighters, not because he's not scared, because of the fact that he wants to represent Mexico and doesn't want to put other Mexican brothers down." By fighting them and potentially beating them. It's not how he rolls. He just has no interest in that. He wants to, every Mexican boxer to be successful. And he's not going to go against one of them. That's just, what he, that's just not what he wants to do. And that's fine. That's what he doesn't want to do. That's okay. His choice. But that's what he said. Now, however, a reporter asked him about whether he would actually fight David Benavidez now that he beat Triple G once he comes back and if he chooses not to go after 
Bevo or Ramirez, or Ramirez, whoever wins that fight. Or even if he does go after them, is fighting David Benavidez still in the cards? And he said, while I don't want to fight Mexican fighters and I want to represent the Mexican heritage, Mexican community, I will fight anybody. That's his words. That's his words. You can look up the interview. He said it himself. I'll fight anybody. I don't care. I'll fight anybody. He said those specific words. Now, because of that, now there's no excuse for us not to get on him about not fighting David Benavides. He has opened up the floodgates for us to say, look, you got to fight him now. You got to. You got to fight him. Now that he's opened up the door, we as fans and pundits have full right to now press him and say, hey, you said while you don't want to fight Mexican fighters because you don't want to put anybody down, you do not care and you want to fight, you want to fight and will fight anybody. That is what you said. Hence, because of that, when are you going to fight David Benavidez? That is all we needed to hear as boxing fans. Because now that opens up the floodgate to say, okay, if you said that you don't care in spite of your beliefs, then that means that you got a plan in mind to fight David Benavidez. Whenever it comes down the line, that means you got a plan. That means that you're more than happy to fight him because you don't care. You want to be great. You want to be the greatest. That's what you want to be. And you got. And if you want to be that, you got to go and get that brass ring by fighting one of your one of your own. You got to. You just have to. Cause now you put it out there. You opened up. You opened up against your own belief as to how you want your career to go and how you want to represent the Mexican community. You want to be a beacon of light. You are. You want to be a beacon of hope. You are. You want everybody else to come up when they, if if they're Mexican, you want everybody to come up with you. That's fine. It's all well and good. All well and good. But you yourself went out of your way and clarified. You said, let me make this clear. While I hold this position, while I have this stance, while I've made myself clear as to what I want to do and what I'm going to do, I do not care. I will fight anybody. That is what you said. And so now, when are you going to fight? It's time. Oh, it's time. It's time. Questions are going to, you best believe, stuff's going to come hot and in a hurry when David Benavides gets brought up around Canelo now. It's going to be forced down Canelo's throat now as to who, when he's going to fight him. Because he done said, I don't care, I'll fight anybody. Well, if that's the case, then when are you going to fight David Benavides? When are you going to fight him? Because I respected it. It wasn't that you were, I knew you weren't ducking. Because you were trying to be great. You were trying to go after and conquer as many divisions as possible. And you did just that. Multi-division champion, undisputed champ. You did just that. So I ain't got no qualms. I ain't got, there's nothing I would ever say and to, to even allude that you're ducking. Nothing I would ever say to allude that you're ducking. Because you're not. But, while I know you're not ducking, you now have to answer the question, when are you going to fight David Benavides? Because if now you say you won't fight him, after you say that you don't care and you will fight him, on top of your sentiment to wanting to be great and understanding what it's going to take, which is, again, the road to the, 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 the road to Julio Cesar Chavez and usurping him, will have to go through David Benavides at some point in time. He's got to be a notch on your belt. The only other way that you don't have to fight them and, and nobody has any qualms is if you go, or the stupid fans are going to have qualms, but the only way that you don't fight them and stuff and people still don't have flack against you is if you go and you beat Bevo or Ramirez, whoever it is, win the light heavyweight title, then we want to cruise away and then win that title. 
while holding on to the super middleweight title. That's the only way. In my estimation, you're going to have to, that's the only way. But at this point right now, David Benavidez is right in front of you as an opportunity. You just came off a huge fight. You want your rest, take your rest, absolutely. You fought a lot. You fought more than, you have fought more. Canelo Alvarez has fought more than most fighters fight in a year. This year, he has. He has. Canelo has fought more. He's kept to his word that he wants to be more active. And he's fought a bunch this year compared to every other boxer. Many other boxers. And I would know, because I was, I was, it was, it was unusual. Every time I tuned into that fight, I was like, wait a second, hold on. He's fighting again? It was a treat to see him once. This is what, the fourth time, fifth time? Billy Joe Saunders, Caleb Plant, Gennady Golovkin. It, 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 it just, it, I was like, this is great. It's just phenomenal. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Bevol, it kept on going. But if he wants to reach Julio Cesar Chavez, he's got to fight David Benavidez at some point in time. There's got to be a, a point in Canelo Alvarez's career if he doesn't move up and keep on winning titles, that he stays at 168, 160, between that weight class, or stays at middle, middle slash super middleweight, reigns, and fights every viable opponent. That means Jamal Charlo. That means David Benavidez. That means every other boxer of note. In that division, you go and you get through. That's my ideal way for him to be able to get that crown like he wants to get that crown for the greatest Mexican boxer in boxing history. Guess what he's, but that's, again, we have now full reign. We have the full right to go at him and Berate, not berate, excuse me, be respectful, but still hold his flame to the fire, hold his feet to the fire, excuse me, and make sure that he, that we make it clear that if you said you're going to fight David Benavidez, then you go and you fight David Benavidez. If you say that you don't have a problem fighting Mexican fighters, then that means that you go and you fight a Mexican fighter who is right in front of you, who is looked at as your biggest threat, one of your biggest threats in the division. You do that. You do that. You absolutely go out of your way and you do that. Because the gloves are off. My tongue has been held because that's what you don't want to do. Vitaly Klitschko said he would never fight his brother. Is it Vitaly or Wanderlei? Wanderlei Silver or Vitaly... Excuse me, not Silver. Wanderlei... I'm going to UFC in boxing. My goodness. Apologies. Wanderlei... Vitaly Klitschko and Vladimir Klitschko. Those are the two. Excuse me. The Klitschko brothers, Vitaly and Vladimir, said that they'll never fight each other for their entire boxing career. Regardless whether both of them have a title. And they kept to that word. Not once did they say that they'll do it. To my recollection, not once. It's like, okay, fine. You said it. You stuck to it. Didn't change your mind. I'm not complaining. But if any one of them had said, I don't care that he's my brother. I want undisputed. Or I want to prove I'm the best and I will fight anybody, even my brother. Guess what? We will win one of the most hotly anticipated heavyweight boxing bouts of the year. 
That would have better believe that would have been the case. And now that Canelo Alvarez has essentially lifted the veil and said, I am willing to fight anybody, regardless of how I feel about fighting Mexican fighters. Now we can go and say, well, then fight a Mexican fighter. Now we can start putting pressure and it be deemed justified to go and say, where's David Benavidez? When are you going to fight David Benavidez? When will you fight David Benavidez? We can now ask that question with no I can ask that with no remorse and no uh, 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 ill will or ill feelings. If he gets mad at it, so be it. Because guess what? You are the one that essentially gave yourself an out by saying, I will fight anybody. I do not care. You clarified your stance and you made it known that you will do it irregardless. In spite of, in spite of how you feel, you say that you will go and you will fight anybody. Your words, Canelo. So because of that, every boxing fan is going to flood your DMs, your Twitter, your Instagram, and every pundit, analyst, expert, journalist, whatever the case may be, is going to now question you without any remorse when are you going to fight David Benavides? And I'm going to be right there with him. I'm going to be right there with him. I'm going to be right there with him. Because I want to see that fight. I want to see that fight. Absolutely. Abs- no doubt about it, I want to see that fight. And now that the door is open, questions are coming. Keep on asking them. Because it's better for the sport that he fights everybody. Because then we, we have an even better way to gauge where Canelo Alvarez's greatness lies in the all-time annals, not just in Mexican boxing history, but in the all-time overall boxing acumen, where that ranks among the greats. We can do that. Gives us a better picture so that we can paint a full canvas that is justifiable and makes sense as to where we put Canelo all time. Because with the way that he's been fighting, he's getting up there. He's getting up there. We, and I want to be able to definitively have a place where I can put him, at least have a range where I can put him. But that's going to take having the necessary opponents. And by necessary opponents, I mean the people that he needs to fight. That he needs to fight. Sugar Ray Leonard, one of the greatest fighters in history. But he needed to fight Hagler. He needed to fight Hearns. He needed to fight Roberto Duran. That the whole, the whole four kings of the midweight division, Hagler, Hearns, Duran, and Leonard, all had to fight each other. Ali had to fight Ken Norton, had to fight Joe Frazier, had to fight... George George Foreman had to had to fight Sonny Liston Shigray Robinson had to fight Jake LaMotta just a simple truth Georgie Joe Wilcox had, had to fight Rocky Marciano Rocky Marciano had to fight Joe Lewis and vice versa. Joe Lewis had to fight Floyd Patterson. This stuff has to happen. If you want to be able to definitively rank somebody. It it, it has to. The, The politics of boxing 
cannot get in the way, and I hope they stop getting in the way, of us being able to see the true greatness of these fighters by them fighting who they need to fight when they need to fight them. If that happens, everything will be so much better for it. So much better. So hold his feet to the fire. Make sure he fights David Benavidez now that he's opened the door. Because the door was shut and I didn't question it. I was like, okay, fine. Now that the door's been opened, oh no, I'm not okay no more. Now, there's no, there is no reason in the world that you should not fight David Benavidez. Because I know it's not because you're not scared. At least I've been able to I've been able to have that sentiment of it's not because you're scared. Because it was a legitimate promise to yourself. You kept it. You didn't you didn't renege on it. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. But now, if you still say that you're not gonna fight David Benavides, when you yourself said, in spite of how I feel, I will fight anybody, I do not care whether they're Mexican or not. Then, hey, now if you don't fight him, there are some questions that can be asked. I'm not saying they're true. I'm not saying that the ducking accusations can now be just fully apparent. Because I still don't believe in them, at least for Canelo. But if this, if it still comes to that you don't fight him, I have no choice but to ask the question, are you actually ducking? I have no choice. None. None whatsoever. If Benavidez keeps going in the, tra in the trajectory that he's going, and you're still at the height of your career, and you're still winning, you're still knocking people out, you're still pound for pound in the conversation, then I have no choice but to say, you're ducking. Or at least it's looking like you're ducking. Because we just, we just talk about the facts here. And nothing more. We speculate, but we round it back to what is actually true. And for that perspective, in terms of ducking or not ducking, what can only be true is what you say and what you do. And if what you say doesn't match up with what you do, then hey, we have the complete and utter justification to ask, are you ducking? It's just, the, it's, it's just, the, it's a fact whether you want to agree with it or not. I hope he's not actually ducking. I hope he takes the fight soon. I don't believe he is. Never said that Canelo has ducked. Probably will never say he, He's ducked for his entire career unless he proves to me otherwise. He proves to me otherwise, I'm going to call his butt out on it. Just like you should call his butt out on it. Because as boxing fans, we want the best fights at the best time when they should happen. Not no years later. So Canelo, you open the door. Your butt better deliver. Now that you've opened the door. You said you don't care. Guess what? We don't care either. Now we don't care that you... We, we know. No. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. You said you don't care? Great. We care all the more. You saying you don't care who they are, whether they're Mexican or not, has made us even more tantalized and, 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 and titillated for you to see that fight happen. You done agitated the pool. Don't be surprised if you get splashed with questions. Because now there's nothing that you can say that can cut off those questions because you yourself have said, I don't care. I will fight anybody, irregardless of whether they're Mexican or not. So we're going to see what happens. Hopefully that bodes true. And if not, you best believe we're going to be right here calling him out on it. But this has been another episode of The World Report. I thank you so much for joining me today. Again, clap it up for you listeners. I'm so glad you came and took time out of your day to listen to the show. Again, we are on Spotify. Yes, sir. We are on 
other applications not just on youtube but please on this youtube channel leave a like leave a like on the video comment your thoughts and opinions subscribe and share with everybody that you know and on spotify and other uh podcasting platforms uh like i believe apple Podcasts as well we're on there and a bunch of other things i can't remember i'll get the list and we'll post it but we're all on there i'll put it in the description for you all to be able to follow and listen on those uh, sites, but this has been the watch report. I've been your Charlie Watch. Peace and love. We are out of here. <laughs>